I can't believe we've made it to this part of this podcast already. I'm so... This is... I can't even... I don't... Oh, oh, oh my God. Let's just dump it. I, don't talk, David. Let's just yeah, do it. Let's, let's, let's do just it. go. Let's go. Gentlemen, welcome to what is supposed to be the greatest episode of our podcast. We're starting off right at the top for me on this one. It's too early in this career of ours, so I'm pretty. I think every episode after this is just going to suck hard because this is what I've been waiting for since the day we decided to start the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Brian Ortiz, and I'm your carnal David Castillo. And welcome to the show. Welcome to Life's a Wreck, the podcast. Uh, but before we dive in, let me remind you, if you're joining us for the first time, what the hell is this show about? Uh, well, let me tell you, David, as you know, life is complicated with relationships and conversations and sexual romances. You know what I'm saying? And that's just the two of us. Think about the rest <laughs> of the world, my dude, right? Because what is life but nothing more than a series of reactions to educational conversations with one another. Hence, life's a wreck. And that's how we learn about each other. Because each week we bring a topic to the table, we talk about it, but through that social interaction, we learn something deep about ourselves. And today I am so excited, David. You're bringing the topic to the table. You're bringing the topic that I've been wanting to talk about. I think you literally pitched this as like the very early on things we should talk about, David. So we are here. I don't want to fucking ramble anymore. David, my friend that I kind of hate, what are we talking about today? Essentially, I just want us to all experience the Steven Seagal sounds from the Crystal Cave experience and you know, then finds out, find out some things about you at the end of that and kind of what, because uh, cause I feel like there's something beyond just Seagal's shitty music that we can talk about that I think I can try to learn about in terms of uh, how that connects to you, Brian, because um, you're a pretty complex individual and I think Steven Seagal is going to breathe complexity into this discussion. I encourage you to try and find the whole album, but I caution you, you're going to find what you find and I will take no responsibility for it. Please add us if you got pregnant from Steven Seagal's uh, ear music. I want to know if his soothing Rastafarian tones entered your uterus and or man uterus and created some type of behemoth child slapping its way out. Okay, first things first. Did you listen to the song? Yes, I listened to the song. Uh, for those that are listening, uh, I have never heard of this. And this was brought up to me by David early on as a potential topic of conversation. How you're going to relate this personally to me, I have no idea, and I look forward to that journey. But I was stunned as someone who enjoys pop culture, and I have seen my fair share of slappy Steven Seagal movies, so don't at me. I was genuinely shocked when you said we can listen to his album, and I was I wanted to slap someone in the face because I was like, you are a liar. And lo and behold, today you have graced me with one of his feature songs to prove to me that this unicorn is real. So the song is called Strut. That's the name of the song itself. 
from the album <laughs> son of a bee from the album called songs from the crystal cave by steven seagal this song is called strut featuring lady saw me want the punani can we say punani are we allowed to say that we, we are it's everybody knows what it means it's like uh to me it's it's like the word dong you know, it's it, it okay. It, it's it's a toned down, even if it sounds more vulgar in some ways, uh, toned down version of, of what we know we're talking about. So, thank you for gracing my mental images with that, David, to start off with. Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. Well, first things first. Did did you like the song? Because I don't know anything about your musical tastes. God, no. I I I mean, Jesus, good Lord. Any self-respecting human should absolutely not dig this song. Could I see myself ironically making love to this music? Yes. But my partner would have to have a real sense of humor or be able to put up with a lot of shit because this song is insane to me, man. Insane. <laughs> David, how do you classify this genre? It's what is it? Uh, you know, honestly, like I, I don't, I don't think you can classify this. You can, you can call it like sort of, sort of pseudo Rasta, pseudo jazz, pseudo R and B. It's a mixture of like all the things that make Seagal a piece of shit. It's like, it's like, it is, it is like the genres definitely has to be like soothing, cum inducing re- reggae or something. You know what I'm saying? R and B. That's what it has to be. It's the midlife crisis genre. It's exactly what it is. Um, and I don't gotcha. think there's... It's midlife crisis okay. genre. I should have known it. So 2005, right? So this is kind of... David, I thought this was the 90s. I thought so too. Um, oh, good Lord in heaven. Right, this is... Not, we're not yet into that phase where Seagal has just become like a bloated mess, having his stuntmen do all the acting. Um, this is when like Seagal is sort of relevant. David, was, when does Steven Seagal become uh, bloated and no longer relevant anymore? What's the What's the movie that started it then? Give me context here. Uh, I would. Oh, you know what? I would say. Um, God dang it! Hold on. Uh, Half past dead. So that was that was the last good one or the first bad one? <sighs> Man, you're gonna put me on the spot because I might defend Half past dead with Ja Rule. Um, because it really tries to be this, like, the rock ripoff. Even the poster. Have you ever seen the poster for Half Past Dead? They, they try to Dude, do the I've same thing. I've seen almost every Steven Seagal movie. I, yes. What is wrong with you? I saw that movie in the theater by accident, okay? That's, Dude, the that's last, why. <laughs> we all know that the last good movie was Fire Down Below 1997. That's it. With Everything Mark between Above the oh Law and Fire Down Below is acceptable. Everything after that, you just <laughs> that feel sorry. Count. That for just him. doesn't count. What does count is Seagal's music career because regardless of what we think about it, it happened. Okay. It has it a did. following. I um, wish it didn't. I, and I think I think this – by the way, like I'm also curious this this genre, right, this midlife crisis genre. We've seen this sure. happen to other people. It's happening to me. <laughs> this podcast is a midlife crisis for me, my dude. Like, Damn, well, okay, think about right, that. Cool. I'm a, I'm a lonely, I'm a, I'm a lonely fat man with surrounded by too many nerd things in my life, and uh, I don't have children yet. I am not married at the current moment. I have a wonderful mother, and my life is going nowhere. So I need to absolutely. Uh, maybe this is my jam now, dude. Maybe I'm just that guy now. Maybe I listen to songs from the Crystal Cave while I work out and try and get a low top car. And uh, I don't know, you know, become, oh, dude, I was going to say Kevin Spacey in American Beauty, but I can't (laughs) say that anymore. That reference is not a good one anymore, dude. Uh, Yeah, you've gone in so many different directions here. Like, I I had an idea about what to ask you. Like, What do you want to ask me, Dave? Let's kick it off. Let's kick it off. David, ask me a question. 
Please feed me, boy. So, so my my really like again, I've got so many other questions in my head. You kind of like sidetracked me, but um, that's what I do, baby. Uh, what I'm curious about is your connection to music, and I don't just mean like, oh, what do you like? Who's your favorite band? Because I'm sure it's like some dashboard conventional indie oh, bullshit wow. that just makes me think even less of okay. you. Okay. <laughs> Fuck you. All right. Fuck you okay, immediately. But, but seriously. Um, Jesus. I am curious about your connection to music because I think it's something that, uh, this is, again, not really a playlist song, just like what do you connect to? You know, it's interesting, man. Growing up, music used to be very important to me. And music is very important in what I try and do as a filmmaker and as a, cre- a content creator. Music has always been extremely important. When I was a kid, I was really dumb. I was not able to process and understand who bands were because I was so dorky that all of my albums were soundtracks to movies. Like, I didn't buy individual albums for bands. So... I would listen to either like the soundtrack for Back to the Future or Ghostbusters when I was a kid. Oh my God. Or I'd pick up like the album to Ace Ventura when Nature Calls and just listen to all the 90s bands that are on there. But I never learned anybody's name. I just, I just absorbed music without question when I was a kid. And it was everything pop, uh, punk, uh, metal, rap, R&B, hip hop, uh, you know, alternative rock, sometimes country, not really. No Tejano, sorry, dude. I know that gets you all upset and riled up. Get over it. And those are just things that um, I I did I did wasn't very good at knowing who anybody was. So when I got older to high school, I felt like an idiot because I didn't know who all these bands were. So now that I'm in my thirties, uh, young thirties, <laughs> I uh, I'm discovering all of the bands that I liked when I was a kid, learning their names and making new connections. You know what I mean? One of the bands that I most recently reconnected with within the last several years that has been kind of a creative influence for me, and I know it's going to be weird, is Apusa. Apusa, President of the United States of America. I was like, who the hell is that? Um, okay. Yeah, no, I, I I recall this. It seems very. They creative. became a huge influence on me and my writing, and I always included them in my art if I can. There was something about the album when it came to the tone, the style, the 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 music itself that just seemed to click inside my soul. And it's one of the more recent bands that I used to listen to on the Ace Ventura When Nature Calls soundtrack because they had Bull Weevil on there, and that I connected to it. And and my work, my art, my films that I've tried to make, a lot of them have been heavily, heavily influenced by music. I like like most uh, creatives, I will listen to soundtracks, sounds, ambiance while I'm writing, so that it influences me. And it's important. Some of my best work is attached to music it, itself. It's a shame that presence of the United States is like your your jam. I think that's the shame. But why is that a shame? What the are you? That's don't put me on blast for that. You have, You're uh, a genius band, and they're still going. By the way, really? Oh my god. Yeah. So what is it about that band? Because I honestly like I'm not going to pretend like I, I don't like that kind of music. I don't like their songs. Good music. But I'm not. I'm also not going to claim to understand what they're about. What their message is why you connect with them. So so I am curious, what is it what is it they're doing for you? A lot of the time, dude, you... I believe in the science of music. Uh I grew up with that concept of certain tones and certain frequencies uh can click harmonically in somebody's mind, right? I think that's the reason a lot of people like certain things, but other people say it's too loud. Like 
don't you listen to like crappy death metal or something? Isn't that your jam? <laughs> yeah, is that what you're saying about like Opeth or Pantera or well, Pantera, you know, cuz it's a little bit uh uh problematic, but that's besides the point. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm just saying, like, death metal for some might make their ears bleed and, you know, they hear the voice of Satan. Uh, other people, they it just clicks perfectly and, and, and is the best thing for them to listen to. Some people, like, relax to it. Some people go to sleep. So I believe in the science of sleep, of uh, the science of music and tones, right? So there's something weirdly specific about Pusa. I'm going to say that name as much as I can. Pusa. That just for some reason has always agreed uh, to get metaphysical here has always agreed with my soul and my chakra, my dude. It just like clicks in me for some odd reason. Okay, but like I, I really, I, I really need to nail down like the specifics. And, and this is not like, oh, let's trace everything back to your childhood moment, which we're gonna have a lot of in the show. Where I am gonna try to like peel back layers of Brian's past trauma as much as possible. I think it's the only way you can deal with it at this point. You know, I want to learn about happy things about you, and you just want to tear down. <laughs> My fucking pain and anguish, man. What does that say about you, David? Right? Listen, we'll, we'll, we'll get to me. But I, I do think, well, I mean, speaking of the witch, uh, which is that, like, to me, it's very easy for me to mention why, like, I like bands like Elder or Opeth. Isis, a great band, a band I've been listening to a lot. It's kind of like post-metal, sort of post-sludge, whatever. But that music... We are so different. We are. But that music is <laughs> is disruptive. It's It's... Yeah, you know, like, I don't need to listen to songs about relationships because I'm, like, hung up on some bullshit that happened 10 years ago. No, I need to mu- listen to music that, like, fucks me up. I need to listen like, some of the just, like, yeah, this this hurts my ears. That's the whole point. Like, I'm not, I'm not someone that, like, you know, is going to feel pain elsewhere because either I don't have those relationships. So, to me, like, I, there's an easy explanation for why I like certain types of music. I like to be disruptive horror films but for you i think no hold on you said that you want to you want the music to hurt you i think you just want to be hurt and you just need like because every day maybe david's in control but when this music plays it punishes him this music is your <laughs> mistress dude and you're its bitch and you like to feel pain my dude that's a great that's way what it is. that's a great way of describing it you're probably 100 correct but again we go back to <laughs> what is it about pusa specifically that somehow taps into like your your creative influences and and because um, I can yeah, sympathize you know what with it. Is, in a dude, way. Uh, Pusa lifts me up. Um, <laughs> I think music is like you said; it, it elicits emotion, right? And like that's important in music. I think that that's the music that everybody connects to, something that moves them. You are a weird masochist, and you like to be like mentally beat by music and say, "Yes, please give me more." Um, I'm already a sad and depressed guy, so I don't want to hear that stuff. Yeah, I've been I've been guilty of listening uh, to the sad romantic songs when I've had breakups. <laughs> I've been that dude, man. I've been there even when I didn't want it, man. I remember one time I was trying to get over a girlfriend, uh, and I was driving around in my car, and it was like the radio was trying to be like, "Hey, fuck you, dude! Like, we're gonna remind you that you're alone and nobody likes you." And they played. All of these, like every channel I switched to was like, you left me. And I switched like another thing. And the song was like, you're alone. And I was like, God damn it. And I switched to like another song. And they'd just be like, remember the time. I was like, fuck. I hate music right now. (laughs) So music has a weird effect, right? And uh, I like music to motivate me and move me and make me feel something 
that I don't normally get to feel. So when it's music, when it, when it's art, I want to be inspired, right? Pusa makes me feel excited and good, and and it makes me want to get up and move. The feeling is I am engaged. I'm pumped. The music gets me happy. I get my toe tapping, if you will. I, I I like to drum to it. Um, but the first album I will listen to from beginning to end, no stops, and I will put it on repeat. That's how much I love that song. It just fills me with joy and 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 gets me going. It could be the beats, it could be the voice, the song, the lyrics, the nostalgia of it because now it's so old, you know. And so Seagull does none of that for you, doesn't it? Like, Seagull, okay. So my experience with Seagull right now was transcendent. It was, and maybe not for the good, right? Like I played this, I don't know, like twenty something minutes ago for the first time, and my brain could not process. I've never had music be unrecognizable to me for the first like. Okay, when the Indians was standing on the beach and they watched Christopher Columbus come to this, come to the country. They looked out and they saw ships and they were like, what is that? I don't know what I'm looking at. I've never seen that. My brain can't process that, right? We see, like, that's what happened to me. <laughs> Steven Seagal started playing. There was a uh, lady saw me want the Pudani playing in the background. And I'm hearing <laughs> these horrifying, docile tones of Steven Seagal <laughs> trying to reggae talk to me. And my brain broke. Like, you saw me, David. I literally felt like... I couldn't catch my breath because it wasn't because I was taken away with amazement. I was taken away with shock, maybe a little fear. I pissed myself a little bit because I didn't know what was happening. You ever get so confused that you just like tinkle a little bit? Uh, yes. I mean, not not in this particular case, but but you did look like I saw your reaction. You looked like my head you were was staring, buried in my hand. You were staring into the abyss and the abyss was staring back. That's And you know what? what I didn't like what I saw. I didn't like what I saw. I mean, nobody ever does. You know who was in the abyss? Fucking Steven Seagal. And it <laughs> frightened me. I don't know if I'm ready for the truth, man. Maybe this song is truth, dude, and I'm just not ready for it. It's Seagal, like, uh, you know, basically catcalling, <laughs> I think. Dude, it, but you know what's disturbing? It feels like he's catcalling me. If it, it sounds like he's telling me to sit on his lap. I think at one point he tells me to come. I'm pretty sure yeah, I heard yeah, that. Excuse the vulgarity. By the way, there's a lyric in there. Do you think he's your type? Oh, God, no, dude. I, uh, I have... Pl- look... If I uh, decided to go into a relationship with a man, I got plenty of other prospects and people in my life that I would rather have married to and, and cuddle with. Steven Seagal, not at all. Is Do you think Seagal is your type, or do you think you are Seagal's type? You know, would, would, like, would, would Seagal be like, hey, Brian, come over here and show me some respect? No, 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 <laughs> not at all, dude. But I have a feeling he's your type because he would abuse and punish you and make you feel bad. And so we've come to learn you like punishment. So hey, you know, maybe listen, it works I'm, for you. Is I, this you trying to tell me that you are actually attracted to Steven Seagal, dude? Is this the newfound – is this something I'm learning about you right now? You know, like, listen, like, that's, that's irrelevant. The point is he wow, would treat me like that. He, he would treat me the same way he treated John Leguizamo. I think – I, I, Exactly, right? Like, I mean, that's – clearly I'm not his type. Um, I didn't know if you might just because like he sees the artist in you. Perhaps he likes Pusa as well. We don't know no, these No, questions. Steven Seagal does not like Pusa. There's no way. Look at that album cover. That man does not like Pusa. Okay? <laughs> I, I and I am not his type, okay? I am absolutely not his type. I am a strong man, <laughs> and I have emotions, and I am an independent. 
I do not want to get slapped around or used, okay? Uh, not by Steven Seagal. There's plenty of other men who are allowed to use me. He is not one of them, David. So if you were going to start a band, like, is this the genre of music you would be interested in? Like, uh, midlife crisis? You mean if I wanted to offend the whole world and every, like, ethnic community? Sure. Yeah, <sighs> that would be my goal. But no way in hell. This is... If I started... Dude, I've been in bands. They're going to be uh, probably punk-related, because that's what I like to drum to at the end of the day. Or alternative rock like Pusa. That's my jam when I like to drum, dude. Am I going to sit down and hit up some reggae beats? Now, I will say this, though. That album's title does go pretty hard. That slaps hard, dude. Songs from the Crystal Cave? Shit. I would so fucking steal that and just not be apologetic about it. That, so that title for an album slaps. This looks like a joke album, by the way, dude. I, don't, I, just, I just am shocked that you can get away with like being an artist and you have the Punani in your name. That's really what I'm stuck on right now, dude. Like, I, I, think, it's, I think it's just Lady Saul. I'm pretty sure that's what it but is. But where does the Punani come in? I feel like I'm saying that way too much. Well, I mean, that's part of the lyrics, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm looking online, dude, and everything says, the, every, everything says, Me Want the Punani by... Okay, this says it's called Me Want the Punani by Steven Seagal featuring Lady Saw. I'm pretty sure that's it. Well, it doesn't matter, right? Like, the, the point is, um, you're wrong, I'm right. That's the point. All right. Someone needs to get out there and tell me what's the history of this. Am I saying it wrong? Is it just Lady Saw or is it Lady Saw me want the Punani? Because that's what's listed on YouTube. I have not like learned the history of this. So somebody at me, please, on Twitter or email me if you know what if what the what the history is with Lady Saw me want the Punani. Because now I'm just <laughs> I cannot get past this, David. I cannot get past this. Okay, so maybe we can I can ask you a question that is that is a little less like uh, combative between the two of us, because again, the hate's always been strong between us. But I just like to note, David, that you can currently, at this exact moment of recording, you can purchase songs from the Crystal Cave, the audio CD on Amazon for twelve dollars plus Prime free delivery. Am I tempted? Yes, but I have something better. I have Amazon Music, and it's free on Amazon Music, so I'm going to add it to my Amazon Music playlist, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. This might be good. Uh, Tub crying music, for all I know, dude. <laughs> uh, by the way, is there a genre of music that you think is underrepresented in film? Underrepresented in film. Steven Seagal's songs from the Crystal Cave, absolutely <laughs> unrepresented. That goes without movies. saying, okay? That oh, goes gotcha. Okay, saying. my bad, my bad. Ah, man, was like I had another question for you. In yeah. the life of me, I just like I cannot uh, remember um, because it's interesting. Like I did not think that music was that integral to your creative process it's, like you seem like someone that was like more like about kind of the write-in slash visual as opposed to the auditory i'm very into the visual there is a direct correlation between audio and video between art and sound between uh themes and genres especially when it's like music and stuff like that so to me it's crucial there's nothing more disconnecting than seeing a visual and hearing a song and just knowing that it doesn't fit. So I think it's very important, man. Like I I, I base stuff around music and I'm very particular uh, because music means that much to me when it comes to art. I just wish I, I, I feel bad. I wish music meant more to me like it did when I was a kid. I feel like I'm disconnected from what's hot and cool and what's innovative and new. I was always too scared to be the music guy that had this vast knowledge of bands and sound 
pretentious. And I was always afraid to dive down that path. And so I never I never went to it. Do you feel like the the sort of the music scene kind of like felt too much like the sports scene for you in school? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was not un I was welcome to the music scene, you jerk. All right. <laughs> it was just overwhelming because it was so much and I couldn't keep up with it. I was already trying to keep up keep up with comic books and with movies, right? Trying to absorb as much product as fast as I can. My brain just couldn't keep up with music. And I think that the older we get, our ears and sounds that we listen to start to change. And so sometimes a lot of us will start disregarding new music and new sounds. And then we just keep listening to the old stuff, which is why I'm still sitting here today, jamming out as hard as I can every day to the morning to the sounds of Chumbawamba. Uh, that's just because I'm old. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I get knocked down, David, but I get up again. You're never going to keep me down. Sometimes, David, I just piss in the night away. Pissing the night away. Okay? I, I'm not sure I could say I ever had like 100% respect for you, but at least it was growing. At least it was getting better. And now uh -huh. that's just gone all the way back down. And and I want to shove you in the locker all over again. To relive my glory years. <laughs> Okay, are you okay? Look, dude, I think we can all clearly agree that tub thumping is the life soundtrack to most people, whether you like it or not, my dude. Okay, Chumbawamba's tub thumping is a fucking life song. The lyrics alone could be adapted to your life. Okay, I just don't even know what to say anymore. Speechless. Look, David, let me look at this. Here's a lyric, right? As I was saying before, I'm sure that this lyric applies to your life. Verse number one, pissing the night away, pissing the night away. He drinks a whiskey drink. He drinks a vodka drink. He drinks a lager drink. He drinks a cider drink. He sings songs that remind him of the good times. He sings songs that remind him of the better times. Oh, Danny boy, Danny boy, Danny boy. I get knocked down, but I get up again. Tell me, David, that that doesn't sound like you. I really want you to like do an album where it's just like you doing the spoken word the of all these terrible songs from like nineties and eighties, and I will listen to it. I'll buy your record. <laughs> I just want you to know that uh, it'll be uh, the album cover will be my face staring into space, <laughs> yeah. so that way like, but 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 I will I'll do a good face, so it looks like you're looking into the void and instead of seeing Seagal, you'll see my face. Let, let's experiment. Can you do the same thing you just did, but with the lyrics to? Uh, uh, to the song we just listened to from Seagal. Do I want to do that, though? That's the real question. I mean, it, it dude, is we're going to okay, get like... Because nobody's listening right now. So I think the thing is just, just go for it. My mom is. She's going to be so upset at me for saying all these dirty Seagal words. I, I just like... Man, you had... There was so much pathos in how you just repeated lyrics to an otherwise terrible, like, meaningless song with no real uh, uh, sort of um, intellectual pathway or anything like that. So I am impressed. Let's see. Here we go. Spoken word poetry of Steven Seagal's Strut featuring uh, Lady Saw Me Want the Punani. <laughs> Here we go. I'm going to see. I'm going to do the second back verse of this thing. Here we go. Okay. Girl, what do you really want all night? Me want the buddy. Make me feel nice. Boy, what you really want all night? Me want the punani. See for me, see for me, make nice. Baby, the way you want. Oh, that's a weird one. 
Baby, the way you wake is so hot. Let's have a shot of rum. Then I can make you come with me to the ocean. That would be fat. P-H-E-T. You can be my ba- What the fuck? You can be my bow cat. Nice little breeze. Bring you to your knees. We jam. We a jam. Cue. <laughs> Whatever that is, you know. Uh, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's the back half of Strut Lyrics by Steven Seagal. Songs from the Crystal Cave. You can get it on Amazon for $12 a CD or streaming unlimited if you have their Amazon Music service. This is not a paid sponsorship, but I wish it was. Thank you very much. Oh, man, Cue the claps. I'm fucking crying, dude. God. <laughs> that was incredible. You know the, the the song like sounds so much worse when you break it down, not because of you, but because like the actual well, part lyrics of me too. Are, are, are so much worse than. Baby, you make what me they walk. Sound is so you... hot. Let's have a shot of run. Then I can make you come with me to the ocean. That is, and it's uh, the way they have it here is that would be fat. P H A T. So what does that tell you? This is a this is a true nightmare. These lyrics are fudging god awful. Holy Jesus, dude! I'm slightly angry that you made me do this. Uh, I, I'm just I'm glad I got to hear Brian Ortiz's spoken word because I think that is an album waiting to. That's right on par with like '90s uh, mood mix and ambiance. Ooh, yeah, but, um, get some Anya going in there, dude. I sell. Uh, I'm gonna pure. Mo- I'm gonna make an album. It's gonna be a follow up to Pure Moods. It's just spoken word with a bunch of ocean sounds and a bunch of dolphin love making sounds as well as some whales every now and then because that gets people going i'll even add in a couple of wolves because i know people love wolves i think we've discovered your true talent here well, it, please tell me it's not fucking doing trying to do a poetry with steven seagal lyrics from songs from a crystal cave because i will go cry no. in the tub and drown myself the spoken word david yeah. what is yeah. your dang fascination with this song for a dude who loves to be beat up by music and like sodomized like <laughs> why does songs from the crystal cave really engage you for some reason what's up uh, I mean, uh, first off, like the fact that you'd never heard it before, I was just like, this is like the perfect song to just completely like ruin Brian's day. It did. Uh, My day sucks now. I hope you're happy. And and the other thing is that like you almost can't believe it exists. I can't. Uh, because because at every level, right, like people are telling them, oh, yeah, yeah, man, the yeah, it sounds good. Like you sing well, like those are good lyrics. And uh, yeah, we can like mass produce this. Like, uh, an entire group of people got together and decided, like, yeah, this will sell. And I, I think one person said it would about. sell, and it's him. Do you, do you think he just, like, strong-armed and, and the music producers? I think and... one rich guy told him that it was a good idea, and he funded it by himself. I can't – there is no way I can imagine a studio executive sitting in a chair with other people and being like, guys, I've got the next big bl- billboard hit right now. Steven Seagal wants to make a fucking album. Everyone shut the hell up. Let's market the hell out of this thing. We are going to the Grammys. I can't imagine that conversation. David, what is your relationship what is your relationship with music? I mean, I grin. Uh, we've already talked about how you like to get like just, you know, rammed from behind and say yes more, please. But like growing up, was it really important to you? Did you like use it as a sense of comfort or something? Did you were you in bands? Do you play music? What's your jam, dude? So I, I did. I was into music enough that uh, I got a bass guitar uh, when I was in. Oh, you're a bass player. When I was, well, <laughs> no, I, I got a bass guitar in, in high school, and so for me, music is like was like a major thing in terms of like fitting in. 
um, like, you know, again, I went to a predominantly white school, so it was all about like grunge and metal. And I, I just felt like I had to listen to that stuff, you know, if, if I wanted to like talk to people and have things in common with other other kids. Well, you know, okay, I had to peer pressure. Got yeah, you. exactly. Peer pressured into, into wow. listen. Of course, the irony being that like I just enjoyed the shit uh, to, the, to the point where, uh, you know, a lot of the and that's funny when you talk about like not finding bands because I find bands all the time, but that's because I have to actively look for it. So you actively will spend time on Bandcamp or reaction videos and go down these rabbit holes to find bands? Yes. See, that's where that's exactly where I fail. For some weird reason, I'd rather sift through TikTok and watch dance challenges than for some reason spend time actually educating myself on bands. And I don't know why, David. We know, know why. Because I'm in the 80s, 90s movie soundtrack mindset. You respect the repetitive Hans Zimmer uh, clones of modern filmmaking. Why do you hate Hans Zimmer <laughs> so much? You know, I used to love him too. Like, I, I what was... Crimson Tide. He did the score for Crimson Tide. That's my favorite movie of all time, by the way. Uh, actually, that is it really? Well, that and Sorcerer. Um, but wow, uh, we're gonna really, talk about William that. Friedkin Sorcerer. Um, and <laughs> and yeah, I, I loved it. But the thing is, man, he just kind of like it's kind of like Metallica. You know, he just he just okay. kept doing the same thing over and over and over again until you're like, all right, I get it, all right already. And yes, he kind of like changed his style up a little bit, but. That's still pretty much the same thing in principle. If you listen to like his music now versus his music then, I, I don't think he's really like evolved that much. Um, but again, a trailblazer, great for what he did at the time. I'm not disrespecting. So you that. think that Hans Zimmer's last good soundtrack was 1995? Yeah, because that that was I of think. Of course, you the... think it's good. It was in 1995. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Grow up, dude. There's plenty of other good stuff out there. You weirdo. It, it, it's funny that uh, you know. How you weren't really like familiar and knowledgeable with music early on because I would have expected you to be a music nerd. And instead you're the opposite. And that's why I can't take you seriously when I'm you're a product of my my own uh love for mu- for movies, man. So like I said, I used to just absorb soundtracks that had just random songs in them, but I never paid attention to the actual albums. I just listened to the songs and would do my business. So I really messed up when I was a kid. And I, I still I still beat myself up for not paying better attention to music when I was younger. Well, that is uh, that that is fascinating. Uh, I think I think the whole movie soundtrack thing is is uh, it's a strange way to like kind of start uh, music, uh, but um, but it definitely explains a lot. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? How dare you use my childhood and use it against me to uh, put me down like you always do? How dare you? Um, I don't. But, so, but uh, like, so David, were you was music a part of your childhood? Uh, I wouldn't say it was like a big deal. It was just something that, um, you know, which is funny because like I, I don't I wouldn't say I listen to a whole lot of music. I, I listen to specific types of music consistently. That's a different thing from like music being like, I would say like a part of my life. Kind like of when thing. you were sad and angry, um, or your parents were fighting. Would you like go into your room, slam the door? Put on your headphones and just no. listen to death metal and cry until you fell asleep. No, like I, I never listen to music after like you know a, a quote unquote breakup okay, or like okay. you know, something Don't bad happened blast. at work. How dare you? Or... <laughs> <laughs> okay, calm down. I just you know it's funny because it's so cheesy and cliched. You know, like something like uh you know like personally tragic, not personally tragic, psychologically kind of tragic happens, and you just you gotta like <laughs> listen to a song that just makes it worse. Yeah, dude, I have to express um, myself, and music sometimes is the only way to get it out, my man. 
then you can sympathize with the abuse angle then, right? Why? Yeah. Well, yes, but I'm still, I have so many questions. <laughs> I don't know what in your life, David, you need to be like beat and be like, more please. Oh, uh, you know, actually, okay. I'm glad you asked that because now I know what it is. And and I didn't really think about it until okay. now, uh, which is, and again, th- this is not like a, a fucking alpha male, like plug oh, Jesus, cred. Okay. Cause we've already talked, mentioned like the whole football thing, but you know, like you, when you were doing something physical, and then this also goes for like when my dad wanted to beat the shit out of me, so he's like, "Put on the boxing gloves, son." Oh Jesus! <laughs> Which <laughs> okay, so continue. Woo. So listening to like you know just stuff like Pantera or Megadeth, uh, it seemed to kind of give me that edge. And and like I said, I, I do think music was kind of like this weird sort of like band aid in a way, this kind of spiritual band aid to sort of. Uh, engaging in those kind of physical activities do you have like traumatic memories or do you have bad memories associated with songs like some people so when something hits on the radio or you're listening to your soundtrack and a song comes on you're like no fuck skip it i don't want to hear this song it just i can't listen to it it's gonna make me emotional do you have anything that's associated with like heavy duty stuff growing up no for some reason john cicada sticks out and i don't know why but um, no, I, I think I think a lot of it was just um, uh, this is. I'm trying to think because maybe there is, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. I think it has less to do with like, oh well, you know, I, I've led such an upstanding life, and I, I don't have any problematic relationships. No, it's not necessarily that. It's just like uh, music. As much as I enjoy it and listen to it consistently is is not something I consider like uh, tied to me spiritually or, or whatever. I know you like the theory, and I like the theory of me just needing that personal abuse, like I need to be abused. I, I don't... I think you do. I, I think, yes, I do, but I don't think music is that... Uh, I think it is, you just don't know it because you're too close to it. It's Music <laughs> is your sex mistress, and you just want to be spanked so bad. I think you just don't even know it, my dude. Maybe this is the moment when you come out and realize what you really like. What's your kink? Metal music beating you up, dude. That's what it is. Like, I, I'm surprised that you don't like you take such a I, so music to you is not associated with moments or memories. Instead, you use it to fuel the uh, the man inside of you, the one that gets you <laughs> riled up and going and kicks in the machismo and all that kind of stuff. Apparently, like you listen to it and you want to put in a mouth guard and fight someone, like when you fought your dad. I guess so. Maybe, maybe that's part of it. It's uh, interesting right there. I can't listen to Brown Eyed Girl at all. That music really wrecks me every time it comes on and I got to turn it off. Absolutely. Because? Uh, it's associated with memories of growing up as a kid and having to uh, be forced to go to uh, bars uh, <clears throat> with my dad. Forced to go to bars? Um, because he used to make me, he was in a band, and so they would go uh, to bars. Okay, all right, okay, all right. And I would have to go be roadie, even though I didn't want to, even though I was like 10. You know what I'm saying? And I have to go into these stinky-ass bars, and I was like, what is this? And so I just uh, distinctly remember uh, that song has a lot of weird memories for me when it comes up. It reminds me of things that I had to do as a kid with my family that I didn't want to be a part of. Places I didn't want to go, but I was forced to go. Like I said, I had to go to bars and stuff like that. Uh, And I just hated it. I hated every minute of it. I was too young for it. And every time I hear that song, the smell of a fucking old bar kicks into my nose. I can see the the grime on the walls and it just irks my stomach. And I got to turn off the song or switch to something else, dude. Fuck you, brown eyed girl, because I will not listen to you to save my life. So help me God. 
Now, can I ask you a personal question? That wasn't personal? Okay, I guess ask me a personal question. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Sure, why not? Dude? <laughs> like, like I didn't even listen to Thanks what you just said. Thanks for ignoring my sentiments, I did. but please ask me a, a real personal question, please. So uh, my, my question is, do you think not listening, not like just having that song have this meaning and, and have this song be connected to this, this trauma – don't you think it, in a certain way uh, it sort of lends the song power? Like like that's one way of having that memory persist and being as hurtful as it is because you just refuse to like listen to it. So you want me to sit down and do immersion therapy and just blast it in my ear for an hour until I feel comfortable, David? While you're doing something that is comfortable, not like conversion. You know, like this is therapy, just like, David? you know, hey <laughs> – I'm not Chick-fil-A, okay? All right, that's not what I'm arguing. Just that uh, – uh, I, I like I, I do – because I guess – you know what it is? I'm asking not rhetorically because I don't know what it's like to like have a, a memory like that where it's like I, I can't dis- – I can't disconnect everything associated with it. Because you don't um, feel emotions. Like that's what it is because you're a fucking robot, David. You feel emotions <laughs> like regular humans, my dude. Feel something. This whole podcast is me trying to give you a heart, Tin Man. You can feel something. You, you know, I, I will say this. The Sixth Sense. No, no. The Sixth Sense is a movie that I probably haven't rewatched since high school because I was watching that movie with my family at the time that the girl I had a crush on called me to tell me, no, I won't go to prom. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, that's. Oh, that, there, there's some, Jesus. <laughs> there, there, there's some fucking. There's some trauma there, man. There's. <laughs> I wasn't listening to music, obviously, but. Uh, that's so, okay, so you can feel. I don't think I've ever seen. You can't associate trauma with something. <laughs> there is hope for you yet. That's a pretty it's good one, though, good, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't watch 500 Days of Summer. Because it reminds me of one of my first relationships that I was deeply attached to in the most deepest possible way. Man, we are just complete. I'm not. Why are we friends? I don't know. Five hundred days of summer. That awful movie made you emotional. Oh, my awful movie. Okay, right. <laughs> okay. Don't. Yeah, says the guy judging me who can't see the sixth sense because of a fucking girlfriend breakup. Okay, <laughs> don't go to problem uh, no. whatever the hell it was. Like, come on. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say it's worse than a girlfriend breakup because you know that's that's like you don't even really know the person. You know, you're in this. I was in like the can't hardly oh, wait mode Jesus. where it's like <gasps> this this girl. I, I think she's gonna be the one, even though we've never gone out on a date. I don't know why we're friends, <laughs> you know, David, because was... I have emotions. And you have, I don't know what it is that you've programmed your body to do. It's not repressed. It's just like non-existent. You're like, I don't have a problem with the world. There is no trauma associated with music. Danger, Will Robinson. Your program, your wiring is different is what it is, dude. Because again, you don't have trauma with music, but if you listen to the right music, you're ready to put up dukes and fight someone and then picture your dad in the process. So that says something. You know what it is? I think part of it's like, I'm having a hard time responding or connecting with someone that I feel is quote unquote cliched. Like to me, like five. Am I cliched? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. In that like that particular experience, right? Like a romantic comedy that has like this, you know, extra significance because you experience something similar. Like that to me. Sorry, I feel things, David. (laughs) I'm sorry, I have a heart and it got broken. I don't know what to tell you, dude. Excuse me for fucking living. Oh man, but you know, like, listen, I I do envy you and I appreciate that because because I have emotions. Exactly right. I mean, you grew up, (laughs) you grew up to like just. Well, actually, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, it seems like you embraced 
the 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 quote unquote the softer side. Whereas like I grew up in this like you know fucking like you know era of like yeah it's like you know just don't cry and like you you know if you get the shit knocked out of you it's not because you have a concussion it's because you're a little pussy you know that that kind of like nonsense. Uh, well, I'm sorry, I should have said punani. But remember, I also grew up with. I grew up with my mom. I don't know if that makes a difference. I had it more does. of a female influence versus a family unit, a traditional family unit. I'm not saying that that makes me oversensitive, but I was encouraged to feel my feelings, David. I was encouraged to talk about how I feel, and it was ex- and it was expressed to me early on that there's nothing wrong with crying and feeling stuff. You know, I, I get I got a lot of wrong input from pop culture and fucking media and my dad, but. My mother fought against that to try and make me feel things and express myself. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, David, I fell in love. And yes, David, I had my heart broken <laughs> because I'm not a goddamn 1950s kid. Okay. My dad's not telling me to not feel shit, apparently. I'm interested. Like, I, so apparently I'm a soft peach and you're like a hard coconut, essentially. That's messed up. Brown on the outside, white on the inside. That's what you're trying to say? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, essentially it is. You're you're all rough and hard on the outside, dude. But if I just jab at you with a hard rock, like in Castaway for a long time, I eventually peel away and you're soft, you're sweet, you're white on the inside, David. That's what it sounds like. And I am just a peach that is constantly being bruised. By the way, okay? we had two totally different interpretations of the word coconut, it sounds it seems like. Probably because you're a massive racist and I'm not. So that totally tracks. 100% that tracks correctly. Hey, I've had molletes, you haven't, right? So I, I Okay. My, my well, credit. just 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 stop, all right? We've all done a pair. Yeah, and I've had love and been heartbroken apparently and you haven't. So, you know, a tomato tomato bitch. That's what I say to that. Oh, uh, David, th- David, this is the uh, part of the show now where we reveal what someone has learned about the other person. Uh, David, this was your topic. You brought this horrific album to my life. Uh, I was excited to talk about it, and then I realized I hate talking about it, and I can't believe you exposed my virgin ears to this. I feel like I was not wanting this to happen, but it did. So, David, as we'd like to do at the end of the show, what did you learn about me today, my dude? I, I learned that uh, that you have a very bittersweet relationship with music and that your appreciation is very personal, like when it comes to music. I think for most people, it's just like it's very auditory. It's like oh, something you listen to, you like, or you don't. And for you, it's just it's the way it's kind of woven into your memories, your experiences that... Uh, like it's really weird i almost i'm not even sure how to kind of like describe it like i've never known anyone that that sort of had that kind of relationship with music and at the end of the day uh your taste in music although not something i think is particularly good nonetheless you have a very deep a very deep connection to music and that i appreciate uh, whether it's whether it's on the level of soundtracks music in general and, and clearly as an artist like you understand sort of what it evokes and the kind of like grammar that it speaks to us uh, psychologically and so i feel like i learned something as well like in general about music in general um but yeah man like you you are man you're, you're just you're so sensitive that even music like just grabs you by the nuts and, and controls your life and, and uh... <laughs> so as we've come to learn david i am nothing more than an emotional bruised peach 
and you are a broken robot that needs to be beat into something soft someday. So it's my job to beat your heart down into something soft. As I said before, I'm your Dorothy and you're the Tin Man. And if it's, I am going to get you that heart if it's the last thing I do, David, so you can feel one day, you son of a bitch. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to thank you so much for joining us. We hope you had a great time listening to this weird conversation. I feel like we've self-promoted this album for Steven Seagal way (laughs) too much. I hope there's not an uptick in us trending on this because that would be a nightmare. If you're interested, you can find it on Amazon and other places like YouTube. I caution you. I caution you. That's the best that I can do. If you want to get ear raped and you want to look into the void and see nothing but a Cthulhu-type monster potentially, check out this album. Uh, but while when you're done with that and you come out of your stupor and you come out of this day's confused, uh, void-ridden type of scenario, don't forget to head over and like share and give us five stars if you like what you heard and give us a review if it's a bad review and you still give us five stars hell we're probably going to read it on the air anyway uh if you'd like to suggest topics to us because we don't want to come up with our own stuff because we're also both super lazy please share it with us you can hit us up and email us at wreckthepod at gmail.com that's r-e-c the pod at gmail.com if you'd like to rant or yell at us, please hit us up on Twitter at WreckThePod, R-E-C, the pod. And if you have anything specific, make sure to let who know you're talking to. You can add, hashtag us with Brian or hashtag us with David. And if you got any complaints, hashtag David. So, ladies and gentlemen, with that, thank you so much. Uh, David, any last words before we go? I, I, I'm, still, I'm still at a complete loss. And by the way, uh, you didn't need an asterisk for that. Caution is the only word that applies when listening to that song for the first time. Fair enough. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you back here next week for the next episode. Uh, It's going to be my topic, and I'm not sure what it is yet, but I'm going to make sure that it's going to be juicy so I can squeeze some type of emotion out of your fucking body and into my mouth soul because that's what we do here on Wreck the Pod. Uh, We'll see you all next week, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening. I'm Brian Ortiz. I'm David Castillo. And we'll see you real soon. Remember, it's okay to feel emotions. Don't let David tell you otherwise. Bye! Life's a Wreck is an FC podcast production created by Brian Ortiz and David Castillo, recorded in our homes and edited by me, Brian Ortiz. Theme song and outro by Hard Power USA. Check them out on SoundCloud. And please let us know what you think about the show by rating us and leaving a comment. You can also email us topics of discussion for future episodes at wreckthepod at gmail.com. That's R-E-C, the pod at gmail.com. Hey, thanks for listening to our little slice of the podcast world. And we'll see you at the next episode. Thanks for stopping by.